Welcome back. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Juliana Osborne and this is Inside Exec. It is our 100th episode and to mark this very special occasion we've gathered together some of our guests that we've had over the couple of years that we've been running the podcasts to share their views on where they think work and work life will be in the next five years. So today in this first part of the 100th episode we're going to talk about their personal views on what they see as work for them in the next five years and a little bit about personal branding that goes with that particular discussion. Joining us on the panel is John Eddy. John spoke to us as one of our first guests about mentoring, about coaching and about the differences between the two and the value of them in terms of any kind of organisation, any size of organisation. We've also got Nick Plummer with us. Nick talked to us about outplacement, about changing careers and about career transition. And our last two guests that join us on the panel today are Josh and Crystal Hockley. And they are, as you will remember, our very special elite athletes. And they talk to us about life-work balance, about time management, about coping with disappointment and about the highs and lows of a sporting life comparing it to a business life. So let's get started. Our first question today is about where all of our guests see themselves and work in the next five years. And following on from that, we, we talked a little bit about personal branding. So our first question, Fulian. For the next five years, I want to go back a bit to my last 10 years. The last 10 years have actually reconfirmed for me that Super planning is not very good for me. Having some idea of what you want to do, which to me was the mentoring, I sort of went into that, enjoyed very much, and it grew from there. But I kept an open mind, so as well as that, I ended up doing this podcasting through Yukin and also accountability partner, which is, came out by need, rather. I never heard of it before. And there was a person who was running a company that needed someone to work with them, and they, they're not on a board, they don't have a board or anything, so they want someone to keep them accountable to their own goals. And so now I've got few clients that are, are your accountability partner. That is what now shaping what I want to do for the next five years, and that is, one, continue to explore new avenues that will give me a lot of satisfaction and help others. A lot of it will be pro bono, I'm very comfortable with that and I'm at the stage where I want to do more of it. But the other thing is I've also learned a lot more respect for technology and following technology. Later on I will talk about an example of where I got excited by the use of technology and how I'm willing to continuously learn. And how I do that, I do that through my current mentees. They're going through experiences, there's quite a few of them thankfully, and they're all in different areas of industries and life. And because of that, I sort of learn and I'm anticipating what sort of things, is there a niche in the market that I can help with? What is there somewhere where nobody can go there or can't afford to go there? How can I go there? As you can see, it's not specific, but what it is, it's again opening it up to keep changing and reinventing with the time. How will you get access to those people who want those sorts of services? 
So far, I've been very, very lucky. I've got a big network and they tell each other and people will know people. So everything I've done so far has been by recommendation. Also through this podcasting, again, we have, as you know, another area where we say if you need anything from any of our guests or if you want to talk to any of the guests or, or link in with them in any way, please tell us and that goes for you and me as well, Kim. But mainly I get my ideas and my recommendations and introductions from my network. So I might put Josh on the spot and get him to tell us what he sees in the next five years because I know there's a whole lot of plans swimming around <laughs> in his head and I think it's interesting having heard from Fuliana looking back on experience of, of a workforce to see what it would be like coming from the other angle. Hey guys, uh, the next five years for me is I want to just continue focusing on my short-term goals because the short-term goals are constantly changing so therefore my long-term goals are constantly changing as well so that's pretty much where I'm at. I just want to keep ticking these boxes for, for the present but to give you some kind of idea where I'm heading is I want to start working with younger people like young athletes who are just coming out of school who are Typical the type A kind of people that are, have a lot of talent who are struggling to kind of put a few pieces together in their own life where they don't really know what they want to do. So I want to be able to bridge that gap between business and sport because I find that there's a lack of education there for them people where they kind of feel a little bit lost and I want to be able to help them create a business and help them be successful in their sport and start their path for that. Yeah, the next five years, I want to I want to look at building my own business where it's like a mentoring business where I help people on their journey. Yeah, that's where the next five years looks for me. That's good, and I think it's interesting that it reinforces the idea that we've talked about a few times on the podcast that mentoring is important at any age, that it doesn't matter where you are in your career journey or your life journey, that a mentor or mentors can always be of use to you. Crystal? Um, started with an arm. Oh. Uh oh. <laughs> that was that was my number one goal to come in here and not say um. Well, yeah, she go. Go public speaking my five coach. goals are gone. <laughs> you probably need a public speaking coach. <laughs> I can recommend one for you. <laughs> okay, so the uh, the next five years for me is basically similar to Josh. I am looking at hopefully maybe getting into some coaching and mentoring. I'm not really sure what area, whether it's maybe specifically triathlon or I am quite passionate about helping women in sport, so that's an area that I wouldn't mind getting into. But basically my personal goals are I just want to continue to do the sport that I'm doing and I'm enjoying and be fit, healthy and active and basically show people that you can have a balanced lifestyle and it's not just all about getting up, going to work every day, coming home. You can create opportunities for yourself and basically that's my, that's my plan. I'd, I'd, I tend to not put too many specific goals in place because then I know in the past if I set myself a goal, then basically I will want to achieve that no matter what. So, for example, if I enrol myself in an online course or something, I'll finish that course no matter what. <laughs> I agree. That's why I said before, your short-term goals are constantly changing. If, if you if you set a long-term goal and, and then like life 
changes and makes that long-term goal harder to achieve, then yeah. it's much harder to much harder to you know achieve yeah, yeah. it. So change it, change it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I just kind of keep ticking them short, like Crystal said, ticking them short-term boxes and. And then you, you're enjoying the process and you get there in the end. You might not know where you're getting to at the start, but you, you get to a place and you get there and you go, oh, wow, I'm, I'm here, this is where I want to be. So that's basically what my, my next five years will look like, actually, probably the rest of my life, to be honest. <laughs> I think it's probably good to, to reinforce the, the fact that, that Josh wouldn't be focusing on the mentoring of these younger athletes that wouldn't have been a long-term goal that he'd set. But circumstances provided yeah. him with someone who showed him that there was a need there and so he could adjust and change in that fashion. We might pass along to John and hear what he's going to do. Well, at a high level, I, I expect the area that I work in, executive leadership and career coaching, will continue to expand and be much more utilised in organisations and people will seek it out. From my personal point of view, and I agree, I'm not going to look five years down the track, I think over the next year, two things that I will be doing is try to build on my network uh, back in Australia since I've been working in Asia to expand the leadership coaching, but also to develop further the pro bono mentoring and coaching. So two-pronged approach. I expect the pro bono mentoring and coaching will become much easier because you don't charge for that. And I get a lot out of it by giving something back to people. On the leadership coaching, it's a very competitive market. There's a lot of people in the market who would put their shingles up as a coach. Some are very good, some are not very good. And it takes a while to build your personal brand out yes. there in the marketplace. So short term, continue to build both the executive leadership coaching and then also build the pro bono mentoring and coaching elements. Good, thanks. Nick, I'm going to let you have a word. So I'd like to sound as definite as John, <laughs> but I can't. Um, I, I think it's, it's really interesting the way some people describe life as three acts. The first act is you're growing up and you're being educated, and the end of that is when you normally finish your education. The second act is your career and your family, and that's the biggest part of your life. And then act three is the final act, which is usually you know, retirement, helping others more, helping your family, getting older. Now I'm at, and the cusps of those these acts, it's like, they're like tectonic plates. The cusps are quite dodgy areas because the tectonic plates are moving around. I'm moving between sort of act two and act three at the moment being 68. And I thought I'd got it fairly well sorted out and I thought the next five years were pretty straightforward. They were going to be a lot of exercise because I was always pretty fit. Some volunteer work that I wanted to do, um, some consulting work, probably traveling a lot more, spending a lot more time with the family, helping the family, that sort of thing. I've been doing that for the last year and a half now, and actually I'm not satisfied with it. <laughs> and it's not giving me quite what I want for a couple of reasons. One, because I've discovered mortality, because I've got a bad back all of a sudden, a crooked shoulder. I can't do all that exercise that I used to do. And that can get a bit better, but long term it's not really going to get that much better. And the second thing is that mix of things isn't quite right for me. So at the moment I'm rejigging what the next five years looks like. And I think 
Again, this concept as you move into this final act three is you get a portfolio of different activities together. And I think I've got an idea of what that portfolio looks like. It will be some, I love the volunteer work, and I'm sure we're going to talk about this later on with your question four. That's working well, but the consulting stuff, I've got to rejig, and perhaps it means I've got to start another little business of some sort, which is going to be the challenge. I've got to work through the health issues. One thing's for sure, the next five years, there's going to be massive amounts of change out there as well, and that I've got to sort of counter as well. Yes. Just thinking about Act 3, what yeah. you describe as Act 3, I think there's a significant change to that Act 3, which is nowadays people, there's plenty of literature on this about people are living 30 years longer than in the past. And because of that, I think the planning for Act 3 has got to be at least phase A and B. And one of them is, to me, is the most exciting bit, which is not in order as such, but you can do whatever you want. Even if you say, you always thought, oh, maybe I could learn music or maybe I could sing or dance or whatever. There's nothing to stop you doing that. Not me, Kim, <laughs> don't panic. <laughs> uh, but that would be something, well, why not? You know what I mean? Again, within your body limitations, yeah. you can find something that you want to do. And to me, that's a very, very exciting thing because nobody's anymore saying to you, you're now this age and therefore you will behave this way or you this age and this is what we expect of that age. It is what you want it to be. Mm -hmm. It just occurred to me while John was talking that he mentioned about personal branding and having a personal brand. And so I might, we might just go around the table and talk a little bit about that. For me, it, it's very important, has been for a long time, but I think that what we miss when we, we start thinking about our personal brand is thinking about who our ideal customer is as well because there's no point in setting ourselves up as this personal brand if we don't really know who we are targeting by this personal brand. So for me, when I look at the next five years and I look at what I'm going to be doing, my personal brand is very important but it's important in, in a number of different ways. So I have a personal brand that is about public speaking, I have a personal brand that is about the flowers and I have a personal brand that is about other stuff that I do and the determination of, of those brands and how I project those and how I promote those has been very much driven by who I see as the ideal client for that brand. That's my thoughts. With personal brand that's something that I've probably recently started to identify a bit more with where I'm heading with my triathlon especially I feel like I really need to start focusing on this and what I want to do with it and it's probably something over the next 12 months that I really am going to put a lot of time and energy into and I haven't decided whether or not it's going to be one big personal brand or like you said Kim whether or not I'm going to focus on a few different areas and putting myself out there in, in different ways. Um, probably, I would think at this stage, maybe more so as one, but... But in, in saying that, you you have the opportunity to have a personal brand that is your that is a, a paid work as well yes. in the conveyancing, which is totally different to anything else. So you've got a, that, that option up your sleeve. Yeah, exactly. I actually have thought of it in the conveyancing aspect as well, whether or not I put all my time and energy into a few different things and 
see which one, <laughs> which, which, one, one <laughs> which one takes off. Which one fits in. It's an interesting subject, and I guess I've struggled with who I am and what I'm trying to offer people and get the message out there that I'm someone who can be trusted and, and committed to helping people. It may sound a bit corny, but that's what I want to do. I want to get out there and help people improve themselves or improve their careers. Now, if you get paid for doing that, fine, you've got to cover your expenses, and that's all I really want to do. I want them to make a lot of money. So from an executive leadership coaching perspective, I enjoyed doing that when I was working in Asia. And I coached quite a few people, and they've all gone on and done big, bigger and better things. On, a, on the pro bono mentoring and coaching, I think that's a, it's a different area altogether. And most of the people I'm talking to are looking for help in their careers. And they're normally fairly young, anywhere from 20, early 20s to mid-30s, a mixture of men and women. And it's all about how do I take my career from here to there in an environment that's changing constantly? What do I need to do to get to the next level? And the levels are contracting because in organisations, there used to be maybe seven levels from the top to the bottom. And now I think there's probably maybe three or four levels. So the job opportunities are becoming much more limited for young people going up. And going up the ladder isn't necessarily the right way to go. It may be going across the ladder. I, I think I'm, I'm building the brand from the pro bono point of view, but I'm not building my brand as much as I would have liked on a coaching point of view. And that's the difficult challenge. How do you get your name out there and then people refer you to somebody else? And that's the only way you're going to get business. Yes. Or if you get onto a coaching panel at some large organisations, and that's not easy to be done. So I've been talking to CBA, to Westpac, to AMP, and they've all got fairly large coaching companies on their panels. To get onto that panel is not easy. I thought I knew a lot of people in Sydney. And I guess the people I really didn't know were the ones who have been more forthcoming as far as giving you work mm -hmm. or at least talking to you about opportunities. I think I'll plug away on the branding. I think that's who I am and I'm selling myself mm -hmm. and what I think I can do for people. Thanks. Personal brand, Juliana. Well, I guess for all those things I mentioned earlier, the way I see it, if I want to pick one word which people will recognise what value I give, mm -hmm. It's an enabler. A person with enable not only one small part, there's many, many things to make a person successful, but if I can play a part, no matter how small, in helping people meet their objectives. If you're asking me about my ideal client, I'm still open to big corporates, but my preference is in corporate um, space is to be the not-for-profit, but also to go for the small to medium. People who are building their company from scratch, People who have a small company or they're about to, if you like, uh, do succession, flat succession planning for their company. They want to exit company and go on to phase three or, or act three of their life. So to me, how do I do that? I do that by through podcasting. I'm sharing knowledge. I'm bringing other people into this space to share their knowledge and experience. I'm there to be acting as a sounding board for that person or small organisation. I also would like to be of help by introducing them to other people.
So I don't know anything and I can't help with everything. Um, so what I do is I introduce them to say, if they say, well, I need this, this, and this, and I say, well, what about me? What about John? And I'll introduce to the right people. I have young people who are saying, I'm really passionate about my sport and I don't know how to balance it. I'll introduce them to you too. And then you can, <laughs> you know what I mean? So to me, it's not to bring people and skills together to help an individual or a small group. Yeah, so I think personal brand is a really important concept and it's one that people struggle with, quite frankly. But it, I, think, I think what it is, is it's communicating what you are, what you do, how good you are at it, and what your personal value is. And it's working out, as you said before, who is it you're trying to communicate this stuff to. So if you've got a business and you've got a client, that's very straightforward. So, I mean, I did that for many years yes. in the industry, as you would know, and I would be trying to communicate about myself that I wanted to help people, and I wanted to help them with their careers, and the quality of what we did was very good. And, you know, I think actually I did that quite well. But now, <laughs> what now? Because now I want to do many different things. So what does your personal brand become? So to Josh's point earlier on, I think you rejigging things regularly and rethinking what it is you want to do, and to a degree your personal brand, it mustn't change too often because nobody's going to believe it if it does, but it will change, you know. And at the moment I'm sort of trying to work out what that change might be. This is something that I've been working on for the last 30, 33 years is personal brand and I've identified that and, and I know exactly what that is and that's work hard. Everyone that's successful or everyone that achieves something that they, they want to achieve, they've worked hard for, that's where I'm at. The people that I want to help and the people that seek me for help is because they've identified that I've worked hard for something. Crystal and I have competed at the half Ironman World Championships and last year we competed at the full Ironman World Championships. We never got anything given to us for that. That was, that was hard work. I was project manager for a construction company three years ago and I wasn't happy where I was heading there so I quit my job and I had the support of Crystal and I had no idea what I was going to do. I was like, what are we going to do? I, I knew one thing that I've, I've done for the last 29 years and that was work hard. So I started up a local lawn mowing business and I went, I'm just going to do what mum and dad's taught me to do and, and I'm going to work hard. Next minute I've got 50, 60 clients within 12 months and I'm now turning down work. That's because I worked hard and that's my personal brand. People love me for it, people hate me for it. I get people come to me and, and ask me for help in the sport or for other aspects of their life and I show them that they've got to work hard and it's very interesting how many people quickly disappear out of my life. <laughs> it's so, so interesting. But the ones that hang around, they normally climb the ladder really quickly in our sports. So. That's my personal brand is, is work hard. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to leave our discussion with our guests on this 100th episode for the time being. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Juliana Osborne. We've been joined by John Eddy, Nick Plummer, Josh and Crystal Hockley. Join us again for part two of our 100th episode. This is Inside Exec.